0: Welcome to Kindled Podcast. I'm your host, Haley Williams, and this is the show where we talk about work, motherhood, and the grace we need for both. We are making and being made. Come join us. Hey guys, welcome back to Kindled. It's episode 70, and I'm your host, Haley Williams. Today, I'm going to be chatting with Lindsay Falls all about social media for the kingdom. But before I get to my conversation with Lindsay, I want to let you know about something that I slipped in at the very end of last week's episode, and that is a new feature of being a member of our Patreon community. If you don't know what Patreon is, it is our private member community of the people who love Kindled Podcast the most and want to support it and see it go forward and continue to be published for women all over the world to listen to. So these are members that pledge anywhere from 5 to $10 a month to actually help the mission of kindled go forward and uh, enable me to publish it every week as a way to say thank you to these members i'm going to start releasing every episode three days early to them. So they're going to get Monday's episode on the Friday before just to give them a thank you for being such faithful supporters of Kindled. So if you want to get in on that and get these early release episodes and the early release content inside of our Patreon community, you can learn more at patreon.com slash Kindled podcast. And I would love to see you in there. All right. And now for my conversation with Lindsay Falls. Lindsay, thanks so much for coming on Kindle today. Thank you so much for having me. So, would you introduce yourself and tell the listeners who you are and what you do before we get started? Sure.
1: I am a mom to three boys. They're seven, five, and three. I've been married to my husband for 10 years. We live in Austin, Texas. And I write as I can. And I'm coming out with a book hopefully in the fall. And so that just kind of what I do is just mom and serve at church and in my neighborhood and, and write. That's basically my life.
0: It's so fun. What does your work look like right now? And you, you mentioned your writing, but like practically, like, how are you doing that with three kids and, and
1: you're, it's the summer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just changed because my, my middle or my middle and my youngest just got out of preschool last Mm -hmm. week. And so my, my middle, he was in for three mornings a week. My youngest was in for two mornings a week. So as I've been writing this book and just wrote this book this past spring, I basically drop them off, come home and write. And I I write from the minute I get home till the minute I have to go pick them up. Mm -hmm. And thankfully I had a Christian nanny friend offer to watch them in the mornings that they're not in preschool. So I Wrote from nine to 1230 on the days they weren't in school, which was only two mornings a week. And I, I just kept my, my youngest for the one morning that his other brothers in school. So yeah, that's wow. kind of my, that was kind of my work this past spring. And up until then, I've just been writing in between the cracks of time and whenever time allows for it. So
0: Yeah, that's amazing. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Like I've heard that from a lot of people who've who have written books that they well, and I know it's different with everyone's schedules, depending on when you get those windows, but some people they like their husband comes home and sends them to work from like seven to nine every night or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's just amazing, like that it just kind of goes to show like if God has something for you to do he's not limited by your capacity or your resources. Like he isn't limited. We feel limited, you know, and we we actually are limited, but like, but he makes a way. And somehow, you know, in those three to five mornings a week for a couple hours, you wrote a book. Yeah. It's amazing.
1: Yeah. And I'm just thankful that my nanny like wanted to watch them so bad. She loves Jesus and it just, it just worked out for that to happen. Mm -hmm. So And it was someone that I trusted to watch them. But if it was any other person, I don't know if I would have done it. Right. But yeah, since it was her, I could trust her. That's awesome. I'm primarily a stay-at-home mom. I'm kind of blazing a trail of trying to write as a a job. So Mm -hmm. so I really haven't been able to give it the time that I've needed to because I just haven't had that time with my kids or like away from my kids. But I am starting I just wrote a book it's in the editing process right now and so that's coming out probably in the fall that's awesome and so
0: what's the topic
1: the topic called rights of daughtership and basically the tagline of it is laying down the rights you thought you needed and exercising the ones you already have Mm. so basically the first half of the book is about surrendering surrendering things to Christ surrendering the right to define truth Surrendering the right to our lives, basically, and I know that's kind of like a mm-hmm. a vague topic, or it's yeah. something that's kind of already talked about a lot. That's like Christianity one hundred and one. But the second half of the book is about exercising our the rights to our inheritance that Jesus paid for. So I am kind of delving into like what did Jesus pay for on the cross that He has given us rights to, and wow. um, how can we how can we exercise those because. Yeah. It's kind of become a thing where I've heard just so many different phrases like I'm here for the perks, not the per or the person, not the perks, or I don't want to treat God like a sugar daddy or something like that. And I can get behind those phrases um that have become popular to a degree. However, like Jesus paid for stuff for us. <laughs> like
0: he yeah. paid for
1: victory. He prayed he paid for healing. He played paid for deliverance, you know? Right. Oh wow, um, that's so, so cool. So, I love that topic. Yeah. So I, but I, at the same time, I didn't want it to be like exercise your rights before God. I also wanted to you know, preface that with the fact that there's a lot of surrendering we do before we take up Mm -hmm. um, the things that Jesus paid for us to have. So, yeah.
0: But I just, Mm -hmm. I, when you were talking, I'm thinking of like if my dad were to take me and all my siblings to a really Mm -hmm. nice dinner and we were Mm -hmm. just like, you know, well, what's our budget? Can we get the Mm -hmm. steak or do we need to get the salad? And yeah. him being like, you can have whatever you want on the menu. You know, within this yeah. menu, this is what you can have. You can have anything yeah. on here. And yeah. we're like, yeah, but I mean, I think I'll just have the salad. Like, it would almost be a disrespect to him to not take advantage take of what yeah. he has offered. No, yeah. but I want you to have the best thing. Yeah. I can afford it. Yeah. I paid for it. Like, no, yeah. no, no. I'll just have the breadsticks. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. But sometimes exactly. that is what we do. Yeah. We
1: just have a hard time receiving. We really yeah. do. Like actually my second most highest performing post was a test post for the book. Mm-hmm. And so I, I kind of touched on that just uh, in a small nutshell, like there, but I haven't fully like just wrote about everything that it is. Cause I'm still wow. deciding how I'm going to do it. If I'm going to have a launch team, like mm-hmm. I've kind of not been celebrating as much as I should, because because I don't feel like, since this isn't a traditionally published book, and since I'm intentionally choosing to make this a shorter word count than some of the other published books, that I don't have like the right and the freedom to just go ahead and be excited about it. But everyone that I've let read this is like, you need to like do this book justice. It's a good book. Don't yeah. don't like down don't like downplay the message God's given you because you don't feel like you did it like this other person.
0: Right. Oh, isn't that funny? It's like your, your, your own bringing of that message of what you wrote about to other people might be something that you need to like dig deeper into in the bringing of it. You know, like you have rights to not, and not right, like rights the way that we say them in culture. I'm sure you talk about this in the book are like so different Mm -hmm. than the way that like, we should think about them as believers, but like you have, you know, you have full access and like, just because exactly like, it isn't being traditionally published doesn't mean it isn't as important as a message of a book that is traditionally published that God also gave to someone else. Who's, you know, like a published author or whatever. And I would imagine that's that. Wow. Like the undertaking, especially with three kids, I can't even like imagine. Okay. So you wrote this book, but It seems like lately, and anyways, this is just kind of, I think how I came across you was because you have written some stuff about social media that has gotten a lot of attention, a lot of, a lot of traction organically, just on social. And it's really amazing. It's really good. Before we start talking about it, I would love for you to kind of give us the backstory of like, what happened there? What did you write? And if you want to read that for us, that would be awesome.
1: So it says, it was basically a manifesto of how I feel about social media. And it was, I wrote it just to have something to come back to anytime I started to wander from that. And so it says, I agree to grow God's way. I can rest trusting that he will get me from my present to my promise without selling my soul to self-promotion. I concern myself with the growth of my character more than the growth of my audience. I'm a grateful, generous steward of my gift, but I'm more in love with the giver of the gift than the gift itself. I will not hustle to increase my visibility because my father is El Roy, the God who sees, and that is enough. I seek to make the best use of my time, being with him and loving others, not glued to my phone, trying to get followers in a way that compromises my integrity and character. I encourage and support my fellow communicator and celebrate their successes because when they win, it's a win for the whole kingdom. I share what he says, when he says, in order that I may impact with good news and not impress with good works. I do not post to get love attention or become famous. I post because I am loved. I've been intended to by him. And because he is famous in my life, I refuse to trade his presence for my online presence.
0: Oh, it's so good. I really Mm -hmm. love it. What prompted that? Where were you at when you? Okay.
1: So actually the post right before that, it said It was like a little note that I had on my desk and it, it really sat on my desk for weeks just as a reminder to me. And it said online presence and it's, I scratched it out and I wrote his presence below it. Mm -hmm. And it was just a reminder to me. Like sometimes we, we commune with our phones more than God. Like we are picking up our phones and seeing who's talking to us, who's posting right now. What should I post? Mm -hmm. Do I need to do something more for my platform right now? And so sometimes I just think we treat our phones like the way that we should really be treating communion with God. Right. Like instead of picking up my phone all the time, I want to be like talking to him all the time. I want to say like, God, what, what do you want to talk to me about right now? Like you walked with Adam in the cool of the day. You spoke to David while he was out in the pasture with the sheep. And I believe you can speak to me just today in my ordinary day. And I don't want to be so glued to my phone and so addicted to what people are saying and what people are thinking of me and how many likes did I get that I am not aware of your presence in my life. I mean, obviously, anybody who starts a platform, primarily talking about Christian things and talking about God, like they're doing it because they have an overflow. But once you get going, it's sometimes easy to like, just start trying to drum up something to say instead of speaking out of your overflow with God. Right. So yeah, I actually posted that um, his presence over my online presence. I posted it on a Friday afternoon and it was kind of highly shared, not as much as the other one, but I was like, wow, this is like something people really want to hear from. So or mm-hmm. hear about. And so on Sunday, which it was Super Bowl Sunday, I just wrote up this manifesto real quick and I made a couple graphics with the manifesto on them so that people could scroll through and I posted it during the Super Bowl, And I wasn't thinking like, Oh, this is a great posting time or, <sighs> Oh, this is, this is a time when my whole audience is going to be on. It's like, no, this is probably a bad time, but whatever. And I literally just posted it and I went to sleep and I woke up in the morning and I looked at my phone and it was blowing up and it was getting shared wow. hundreds of times. So wow yeah. Yeah. That's
0: amazing. That's so cool. What's funny is that this isn't like your meat and potatoes message. No, this is <laughs> focus you're, you're really everything on, but it just was something that God kind of slipped in there you know, and, yeah. like, and probably wanted you to be the one to share. Yeah. And you say all the time, like maybe not all the time, but I've seen you say on social, like, who am I to be telling you how to do social media? You know, you're like, yeah. I don't have 10,000 followers. I don't this and that, like, but yet you are. And that is a message that God has laid on your heart. And it is Mm -hmm. one that clearly he wants others to have it in front of them as well, because it's, Mm -hmm. it is so, so true. It's insane. Like it is crazy how, what you said about we are communing with our phones. It is so Mm -hmm. sad and kind of sickening when you even say that out loud, like gross, like why would, that sounds terrible. Like that sounds like I'm in a cult or like I'm an idol worshiper, but maybe that isn't so far from reality, you know, like yeah. for a lot of yeah. people. Um, And and hopefully we are aware of that to some degree and and don't let those like that tendency to like overtake our lives, but man, it is real. What are some of the things that like, kind of prompted you in your own life and heart to write that? Because I would imagine that's coming from a very personal place of, you know, learning and and really thinking about those things.
1: Yeah. So I was really just drawn to writing and it really fit well with the season of life that I was in when I started doing it. I had a two-year-old and a baby. We had just moved, like we had moved three times in four years across country And so I really just didn't have a lot of community where I was at. I didn't have like the ability to leave the house all the time. Like my baby would nap morning and late afternoon and my middle son would lap, would nap in the middle of the day and, or my oldest would nap in the middle of the day. So I kind of started just being drawn to Instagram during that time of just a lot of loneliness. And I really felt like God was calling me to start using my social media in this way. However, as I got into it and tried, tried to get going, you know, there's a lot of, you know, free classes that pop up in your sponsored Mm -hmm. stories or whatever. And I would take some of those classes and think, I can't do that. Like I Mm -hmm. cannot just put so much emphasis on what my feed looks like? And am I doing this certain algorithm and just all that kind of thing? And even just from other Christians, like I knew that the people that were currently in my audience, which were basically my friends and family that knew me in real life, were probably not all going to be a part of the audience that I wanted to speak to. I mean, I'm happy if I'm happy if they stay there. But, you know, my dad is probably not going to want to listen to like, the words I have for Christian women, ages 25 to 35 or something, you know? Um, so I just realized I want to find the people that need this message. Mm -hmm. However, so many of the different ways that were recommended to me just did not settle well with my soul. Mm -hmm. So I had, um, you know, people recommend to me that I should scroll Mm -hmm. Christian hashtags and start leaving an emoji on everybody's post, Mm -hmm. just to get my name out there and get visibility. But I didn't feel like I was meaningfully engaging with those people's work and those people's writing. And I didn't want to just pretend like I was interested just to get more followers. And other people have said, like, just go follow a bunch of people and then hope they follow you back and then unfollow them. And I just, just all those different practices was like, No, I I can't do that. I mean, I know God has a call on my life to write and speak and just proclaim what he's doing in my life. However, I don't think that God needs me to sit on my phone for hours and do these types of practices to get there. I think he would be so much more pleased if I was spending time with him or if I was inviting my neighbor to coffee or I was engaging with my kids than like sitting on my phone for an hour just scrolling hashtags and leaving emojis so I can get my name out there. Right. So so it was just really my own personal wrestling of how do I respond obediently for God's call on my life to mm-hmm. write and use this platform, even though the ways that are recommended are not something that I feel pleases him. So yeah. It was just my own like and I don't even, like, just the obsession with growing your audience, like, mm-hmm. my obsession is growing more in love with Him. I feel like if I'm so so in love with Jesus, I will be overflowing. That's, that's my obsession, is not to grow my audience, but to just grow more in love with God every single day. Yeah. And I, I feel like that is the place where He wants me, instead of, and just leaving the growth up to Him. If mm-hmm. I can get one-on-one with somebody, that's perfectly fine, <laughs> you know? I yeah. don't need... To have, you know, hundreds of thousands of people listening. I just need to have the people who need to hear what he's giving me to say.
0: Right. So that's a really hard message. I mean, just being real, it's a hard message for people, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, don't Mm -hmm. you feel like that's I don't hear anybody saying that. Yeah. (laughs) No, I don't, it's not exactly like a popular, like you said, all the classes, all the courses, all the best practices are telling us. Yeah, exactly like what you said. Like here's what your feed needs to look like and I'm in marketing. And so I I know a lot of those practices really well, or I'm at least familiar with them. And I guess I'm just saying like, it's really, it's really challenging to kind of know, like, how do you engage with a best practice in your field or in any given endeavor, whether that's building a website or building a platform or baking a cake or whatever, how do you do that without Making that thing your idol, you know. I mean, because that it, it is mm-hmm. a very really fine line, right? Like to say, well, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be here, and I'm, but I'm not gonna like give in to all of the ways that the world says that I need to do it. But it is the call of yeah. Christian life. I don't think I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying it's really. <laughs> I think that it feels challenging because, in some ways, it it seems like social media gets a pass, like in in our personal lives, it, we don't, we wouldn't say it's okay for us to go about any way, any old way, making connections or networking with people that was ingenuous or disingenuous or dishonest. Like that wouldn't be something we would ever recommend. Right. But somehow when it comes to mm-hmm. our phone, it's different. Yeah. Why is that? Like, yeah. And it even seems to me for some reason, because I've attempted some of those things or attempted like to use those practices and, and try them. And I'm really not that amazing at social media. So I can't say like with any certainty that like any, any one of those given practices is the way. And of course there's a million experts, but I don't know, why is it so different when it comes to social media? Why do we think it's a different, I don't know. Why, why does it yeah. seem like it doesn't count?
1: Well, to me, like this is a test of faith. Do we actually believe that God is going to open doors that no man can shut? Or do we believe that we need to hustle for it? We need to market in these certain ways. Do we believe that it is up to us to get us to where God wants us to be? And I think throughout all of this, God has shown me that when my priority is obeying him and walking and what he wants me to do, like he'll open those doors for me. I genuinely believe he'll get me where he wants to be if I never write another post again. I mean, I believe he's, he's inviting me to do that. He's saying like, Hey, you could steward your gift here. But I think that it's really like, let's just see what happens if we trust God. That, that is what I kind of did is I just, I let go of all those things, all those practices wrote about how I won't do any of those things. And surprisingly, that got me more growth than any sort of way of like knocking on, doors, quote unquote, or like trying to get my visibility out there. Yeah. So um I think I think the difference on social media is that because if if this were real life, like we would have to own ourselves more. Yeah. We'd have to own like what it is that we're doing we're all about and like we don't we won't be disingenuous to someone's face. But we feel like if we do it just to their Instagram account that it's more acceptable because we don't we're never going to see them face to face or we're never going to actually talk to them, you
0: know. Yeah. It's, I mean, in a so. weird way, it's It's almost like we're kind of objectifying them through social media. We're mm-hmm. turning that person That's true. into a number, into or, a, a means to a gain. Yeah. yeah a follower. We're just, it's yeah. just, they're just objects on a yeah. screen. It's one more follower. It's one up, one down, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not, Yeah. it's whereas like you, like you're saying in real life, we'd have to own the implications of that. You, We'd have to now have a perception of being someone that uses people like how many of us have been mm-hmm. used in network marketing? How many of us have been targeted in our inboxes by someone trying to sell us something and we just feel like we're just being treated like another number? I'm not saying everyone does that. Yeah. I know there's right ways to do it, wrong ways to do it. I know people doing it great and people doing it terribly. But like we feel yucky, you know, we don't like that feeling. We are like yeah. I'm not just a number. Like I'm a person and I'm not I don't want to be I don't want to be made to feel like I'm just like you to get to your next goal but yet we do that with other people mm-hmm. on social media.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it it is ironic that I refuse to do those things and surprisingly that is what got me a lot of growth. Mm-hmm. So, it's like God God is just working and I don't want to say like mysterious ways, but he's using these things that we we often the ways that we go against the grain or whatever to really realize like, Hey, this is the problem I've given you eyes to see. And this is what I want you to talk about. Yeah. And so,
0: yeah. And that's something that he's lit on your heart. And I I think it's awesome that you're sharing that. Do you own a small business? Are you a female entrepreneur with a dream of working for yourself or finally launching that business that's been rolling around in your head for months, maybe even years girl? I've been there too. But here's the thing, launching things is maybe my spiritual gift. So I'm really excited to announce that the course that I created to help other aspiring female entrepreneurs launch their business is coming back and is better than ever. On August 5th, Launch What You Love will be open for enrollment. And the best part is this time you can do the course completely at your own pace as it will be 100% self-study. That means the second you enroll, you get all eight modules and over 12 hours of video lessons, worksheets, and tutorials showing you exactly what you need to do to take the business in your head from a rough concept to a rocking reality. I have helped so many entrepreneurs start and grow their businesses. And do you want to know what set apart the ones who have been successful? Knowing what to do and doing it. Yeah, having a roadmap and understanding what steps they need to take and in what order and then doing those things. That's it. There's no secret formula. There's no shortcut. And there's very few overnight success stories. It is just understanding the right step to take next and then doing that that sets the most successful businesses on a trajectory of long-term growth and being able to do what they love and get paid to do it. Personally, I have launched more than five businesses and I've even sold one for a five-figure exit last summer. This is my jam. It's what I do and it can be what you do too. This course spells it out for you and leaves no stone unturned. Let me help you get this thing off the ground once and for all. Check out hayleywilliams.co slash launch to learn more. So I wanna go even a little more controversial if you don't mind Mm -hmm. and ask a question that I think people are probably wondering now that we're talking about this, is it ever okay? Do you believe it's ever okay to pay for advertising or for instance, whether that's a sponsored post or paying for someone to do engagement for you to grow your audience, you know, any sort of promotional work on Instagram, Facebook, any other, I mean, really we're just talking about advertising, right? Because, Mm -hmm. so I know what you were talking about earlier, some of those practices are a little different than maybe traditional advertising. Those are like you know, you could, you could say that that's kind of being dishonest about your, your intention, but what are your thoughts on that? Like, do have you gone there? Have you thought about this? I know this isn't like your main focus, but I'm just curious, like thought about that. I think there's a big difference
1: between promoting yourself and promoting a product that you made. I know that when my book comes out, I plan on promoting it. I plan on doing a sponsored post because this is a book that God inspired me to write for people. So I think there's a difference between me just maybe putting advertising or making a sponsored post out of my writing, which is maybe more focused around my gift or whatever. And and how, I mean, I still think it's encouraging things that God led me to say. However, there's a difference between promoting yourself and promoting your work. Mm -hmm. Because when you're promoting your work, you're saying that I believe God led me to create this for somebody. And so I want the people that need it to be able to find it and mm-hmm. to, to get it in front of them. However, promoting yourself is believing like we, it's up to us to get ourselves there. So I think it's different if it's, if it's promoting yourself or promoting a
0: product. What if someone you were know? to say, I am the product? Like what if someone were to be like, well, okay, my feed is full of truth and encouraging messages and things that I believe God is speaking to me and I'm sharing them with others and my intent is to build people up. And so like, maybe I don't have a book, but I have this platform or I have this, you know, this way to like share a message and I want people to hear it. Do the rules still apply? Do you feel like that's something that you could be like, well, there's a right way to do that and a wrong way to do that? Or do you still feel that self-promotional?
1: I still feel it's self-promotional because you're making the center of it, you and what you do and what you're putting out. And I feel like if you're making a product or a book or a prayer journal or a devotional or something like that, it's more about who it's centered around who the person is that will be served by this product. Mm -hmm. So I think the difference is, is it centered around blessing the people that you're serving or is it blessing? Like, do you see yourself at the center of it? Mm-hmm. Or do you see the people that
0: this is going to serve at the center of it? Right. Okay. But that could potentially be done. I'm just kind of playing devil's advocate because I know people are yeah. wondering this. Like that could potentially be done through directly speaking to someone through your platform, right? I just don't think
1: we need to pay to get those people in front of us. I I genuinely believe like God will dr- attract and draw people to us. I know my my growth strategy is prayer. Because I want to know that the people that are there are there because they're getting something that they're genuinely encouraged by. And I just pray for creativity, for inspiration. I do pray that people that are genuinely encouraged by what I say will mention me or, you know, not out of like, hey, I paid them to mention me, but like, they're genuinely encouraged and they wanted to share just like, just like I would do if I found something that I was genuinely encouraged by. I really just don't think we need to pay to get ourselves to where God needs us to be.
0: Okay. It's a hard conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think what I think might be a good guide is what you said a few minutes back about who do you view as being at the center? You know, and Mm -hmm. can you, are you at the center of everything you're doing? Because even, because if you are at the center of your book launch, right, you could do that Mm -hmm. poorly. You could do that. Yeah. Not about the book. You could do that all about Lindsay and all about, mm-hmm. you know, I'm trying to get ahead in my personal brand or whatever, which they're just so like, they're so inter, they're so intermixed. They're so like kind of inextricably tied up together in a sense. So I'm not saying that means you're going to do it badly. I just, I think like, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats. Right. And so it's going to like, if you, if your book is promoted, like you will kind of be lifted up with that, but that's not the intent behind it. Right. You're that's not right. like, You're not seeking to self-promote like, hey, I just want to be the next like Beth Moore. All I'm trying to do Mm -hmm. here is to become like the most famous woman author in the Christian book world. Like that would be a wrong intention, whether you're promoting a product or whether you're promoting a profile. Like I don't think it really matters there. But if our heart is in the right place, I guess I personally think like that we could do that well and do that rightly if our heart is in the right place. But maybe what I think is the difference would be it's a lot trickier and a lot more slippery of a slope when it seems to me to be a quicker slide down into dangerous territory when you are promoting your, your own self, your own brand. But so like for me, here's an example, like I don't have a physical product to sell people right now. Like I have, Mm -hmm. I have services in my web design business. I have a podcast podcast. It's information based. It's like so kind of all I'm doing. Like if I were to go post or do a sponsored post, it would be like getting people to my profile to hear the message that I'm sharing or to hear the content that I'm creating. And this 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 product is digital, and so I think someone like me would be like, well, I don't have a physical product, but I have a digital product. Yeah. And so you know, I guess it's just that I'm not trying to argue with you, but really just to say there are. I think that it is such a tricky I think that it's possible to do either one well or either one poorly and yeah, the dangers of when we don't have maybe something like the book or something like even the podcast is is kind of a project product. It's a digital product that people consume, you know mm-hmm. it's that it it is a shorter jump to just become about us, right? It's like yeah oh it's, yeah, it's a shorter it's an easier step to take to go oh my gosh, like they're following me because I'm amazing. And I am so filled with the spirit of God that people are just drawn to me. And it's like, yeah, how do you like either, either that's a hundred percent wrong to ever promote yourself, or it's you have a very small window of opportunity to keep that centered on like your message or what God is doing through you, or maybe you're building a platform for something. You don't know what it is yet. But Mm -hmm. that's a very dangerous area, I think. And and I think, well, any of us who have been there and have been in that spot of, you know, practically wanting to grow our audiences because we want more people to hear the truth because we are sharing the gospel in your book or in my podcast and we are speaking the truth and we are speaking against things that culture says, like, it's great to Mm -hmm. want to grow for those reasons, but it's not good to want to grow so that I become lifted up on a pedestal, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree.
0: Any other thoughts on that?
1: I mean, I think that the big thing is like God looks at the heart mm-hmm. and not necessarily, I think that people could generally be posting two of the exact thing, same things that appear yeah. very similar. Yes. Like say if you see two posts in one day and the picture is of someone's Bible and their coffee, and they're giving an encouragement of what they took away from their Bible reading today mm-hmm. and both posts were the exact same. And one of them, the person did it hoping that it would increase their visibility or that people would want to follow them. That was their goal and the motivation of their heart. And so the other person genuinely felt led by God to share what he put on their heart today and the word or whatever. Yeah. Like the one, we can't like look on the outside and, and know the motives of their heart and judge yeah. the intentions of their heart. I think that a lot of times I know that when I was dealing with the intentions of my own heart, I was seeing it, seeing everybody else's posts through that filter. Like I know that I, at at one time, like really just wanted approval and security and love. And I knew I could get that through a post going, doing really well or whatever. And so I was seeing everybody else's posts that who did those kinds of posts through like, oh, they just want love or they just want approval. And like, I know that I already have approval. But at the same time, I genuinely believe that there's some people that really have messages to share and who genuinely are inspired by God to share those things. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's just, you know, the Lord knows the intentions of yeah. of their heart and that is what they will stand before God and, and have to give account for.
0: Right. Right.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, it's just, you know, even just when I try to find people to follow, like I don't, it just takes so much time to sift through what they're posting and, Mm. you know, I don't, I don't know the intentions of their heart. I don't know if they're doing this for the praise or for the approval or because God's inspiring them, mm. you know? Right. Right. We and, actually, that's, we and that's know. really, yeah. yeah. I, I, and that's really not my job to judge. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm for like giving correct judgment on yes. certain things, but mm. there are certain things where I, I, I literally cannot see somebody's motives,
0: you yeah. know? Yeah. And like, we are called to have judgment in the sense that we are using our discernment. We're using our minds. Yeah, we're going exactly. Hey, is there a fruit here? This person is claiming to be a, an apple tree. Are there apples, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. or is there like rotting, dead things that are going to make me sick? And and I think yeah. like that's where the Holy Spirit needs to you if you are truly if you are not at the center, if God is at the center, then you're going to have some awareness of that over a long haul. Now, yeah, like we aren't going to be able to see people's motives, but you might be like, huh, you know, I don't know. Maybe I just don't feel like this is adding anything to my day as I see these yeah. content. Maybe it's actually causing me to compare, or even if it's not that person's fault, if I'm being drawn into a state of self-comparison or envy or jealousy because I see what this girl's doing or over here, then, you know, maybe it's not really about what her, maybe it's about me and I need to be mm-hmm. either off social media or, you know, pull myself back in some way because like my right hand is causing me to stumble and not to say we shouldn't mm-hmm. just fight. I'm not saying pull out all together and just, you know, and go hide in your home, like as though you can escape sin because sin follows us, you know, and that isn't necessarily the solution, but in the same breath, If you are finding yourself really weakened by that, why would you keep going back to it? Like, it doesn't make sense. It's just as crazy as we know that our children are going to be tempted to get the cookie if we leave the Oreos on the counter. So we put Mm -hmm. the Oreos up high so that they are not tempted to do what we've told them not to do. (laughs) Like when it's time for an Oreo, I'll give it to you, but I'm not just going to leave it on the Island all day because I know that it's going to be really hard for you to, to not reach in and grab five when I'm not looking, you know, Yeah. Um, I feel like it's the same with social media. Like if, if you know that that's a place that you're stumbling, your heart is being drawn away from God and not towards him by what you're consuming or how you're consuming it, then Mm -hmm. you need to self-police a little bit. (laughs) Like you need to put some limits in place. I know women who delete the app off of their phone at night or even in, in for weeks or for weekends, or they will do things like that just to remove the temptation. Yeah. And I think all of that's great. Like whatever you are convicted. And if, you know, again, that comes down to a personal relationship with God and actually being like in communion with him in order to know where you're at with that. Right. You can't, yeah. you're not going to get that message from your Instagram. You Nobody yeah. on your phone is going to tell you, Hey, you know, delete this app right now. <laughs> what he's going to tell you, yeah. that because they want you there. They want you engaging with them. They want you consuming. And, and yeah. are there any scriptures that you have kind of found helpful for you and like identifying the right way to behave on social media? I mean, and I, I know really this goes, obviously we're talking about something much bigger than social media when we're talking about how we should be behaving. It's coming from a deeper place, but is there mm-hmm. any scriptures that have been helpful for you?
1: Yes, so Matthew six, it talks about, and I love reading this in multiple translations. It's good in the message and in, in all you know, in the NLT and stuff like that too. But it talks about practicing your righteousness before others to be seen by them, and it talks about how if you do that, you will have no reward from your father in heaven. So literally, if we're practicing our righteousness before others to be seen by them, we are forfeiting the reward from our father for their temporary praise. Mm-hmm. And so I think the key word in that phrase and that, in that scripture is to be seen by them. Mm-hmm. And so it helps me to check my heart every time I post something like Am I just posting this because I feel like I need people to see me? Or am I yeah. posting this because I feel like it's about time that I popped up on their feed? Yeah. Or am I posting this because the Lord is genuinely encouraging oh me to share this? And so that verse kind of recalibrates me and checks my heart. Do I do I want to do this to be seen? Or am I doing this to genuinely share encouragement? Yeah. And I also love just Psalm 1 talks about, you know, being planted by the Lord and meditating on his word day and night and whatever they do prospers. And so I, I like to just think of that verse and think, am I meditating on the Lord day and night? Like through, as I go throughout my day, am I? is my mind consumed with my phone or is it consumed with like, Oh, I just, I just want to burn for you, Jesus. I just want like my, I just want to be saturated right now in your love and in your presence and in your word. So just those two things, like, am I saturated am I in my phone and in my online world right now? Or am I, am I saturated in the presence of God?
0: So yeah. Those, wow, those two things really kind of just redirect me. Yeah. And it's kind of a scary prospect to consider that if we are practicing our righteousness before men to receive a reward, like that's the reward. That's it. That's, that's the what reward. You- yeah. Like this, like this earth, and and you've probably heard this for those who don't know God, earth is the closest thing to heaven that they'll ever Mm -hmm. experience. Yeah. Whereas for those who do know God, this is the closest thing to hell we'll ever experience. Yeah. And so which one do you choose? Like which, which one would you rather be at right now? Do you want to be in hell or do you want to be in heaven? Because that means wherever you're going next (laughs) it's going to, is not going to be as good as this. And this is pretty terrible a lot of the time. Like yeah, this world exactly. is like lacking a lot. And that, as we know, even when you do get that affirmation and, and you can get affirmation from, from posting with wrong intent intentions or just to be seen or just to pop up. And there's a quick hit of how many likes or of comments or people, you know, engaging with it. And that's a great, and you feel good about yourself for five seconds and then mm-hmm. it's gone. It's fleeting. It's fine. It's over. And then you have
1: to do it again and you're on a hamster wheel, you yeah. know?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and everybody knows what we're talking about. And even if you don't have a personal brand or a product or a company or an official way that you are monetizing your audience, like even if that isn't what you're doing, you still understand what we're saying and you still have done it. Because I think really it just comes down to like pride and selfishness, because that's how I live mm-hmm. my life a lot of times. Like my kids, my, I can't benefit financially from my children. Like they are only a drain on yeah. me, you know? Like, yeah. But yeah. My personal brand takes over when I think that this day is about me. This, this yeah, uh, my summer is about me accomplishing my will, or this week is all about how can I get done what I need and I'm at the center. And so now I'm, everything is orbiting around me. And it's like, it's like Maggie Combs talks about the kingdom of mom. And so, mm-hmm. if you don't have a way to monetize, you can still be living that way and you can still be really off centered and and completely misaligned and not aligned with what god has for you as his daughter as you yeah know, as a member of the kingdom yeah exactly so what would your final words of encouragement be to someone who is listening who wants to be more intentional with how she engages on social? And, you know, what do you feel like that person needs to hear right now more than anything?
1: I think the biggest thing, if you're trying to use your social media accounts to encourage people, I think the biggest thing is that everything we need for the platform is in his presence, that the best thing that we can do to serve our audience is to love the Lord our God with our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Like what you do when you're off the phone is a thousand times more important than what you do when you're on the phone. And so I try to use it meaningfully when I'm when I'm on it. And then when I'm off of it, I tried I try to make sure that I'm not like Paul who it says that he was bold in letter, but not in word, like with face to face. Like he could write these really bold letters, but when he was there visiting people, he wasn't as bold as he was in his letters. And so I try to make it a goal to encourage people that are in my real life, that are in my church, that mm-hmm. see me face to face. I actually don't care that I'm famous on the internet. I want to be famous in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I want people that I live around to feel like not. I, know I don't mean famous, like I know, to be mean. real famous. But right. I feel like I want to. I want people that know me in real life to feel like my neighborhood is better because I'm there. Or my kid's school is better because I'm there. Mm-hmm. Or my church is better because I'm there. And I feel like the best thing we can do is, for one, just to love God in our private moments of our life, when nobody is gonna double tap, when nobody is gonna share what we're saying. Like when we're just in the private times with Him, that we we are loving on Him and ministering to Him. And um, and then when we're online, we're purposeful. We're sharing with intention. And then we're engaging with people who are genuinely a blessing to us and not like a number to us. Right. And in just staying connected and plugged in and serving the people in our real life as well.
0: That's really good. Really good advice. When you said you want to be famous in your neighborhood, I instantly pictured like yard signs with your, na- with your face on it. <laughs> I was like, just, yeah. you just do a campaign. I mean, <laughs> so. I know.
1: I mean, I, I just not famous, but I want I know people to about. think of me as a, like someone who makes our neighborhood better, you know? Right.
0: Right, so. right. Yeah. That's awesome. I That is what it comes down to. Like, are we more concerned with how we are living and the state of our heart when we are on our phone or off of our phone and which comprises the bulk of our lives, you know, like, mm-hmm. which is a genuinely honest question for a lot of people. Yeah. 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 We do have to be honest. <laughs> it's not a given. Like, so yeah people live more life online than they do in real life and i I mean live in quotes like that's not really living but yeah they have a persona and everybody is a bubble with a face you know in yeah everybody is a perspective or a political view or a you know a way a, a thought an opinion everybody is just one thing they become so yeah. ideologued or not sure if I'm saying that but it just becomes we become ideologues we become people that are just like consuming and then categorizing people in order of their beliefs and, and not as like people that are made in the image of God. And it is not a given anymore that you are living more life off your phone than on. So it's a good question to hold, uh, hold ourselves up to, you know, look in that mirror and go like, am I actually really present in my, in my real life (laughs) or am Mm I living virtually? And yeah, it's a real question. Yeah, it is. Well, Lindsay, I really appreciate your, your wisdom here and just being honest with us about your own journey in this and sharing a message that you're not even that passionate about because <laughs> you're more, with, you're more about <laughs> well, thank you, social media, but I, I, I think, yeah. you know, people are really connecting with it because it is something that we all are, are struggling with. So yeah. you share.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it.
0: Uh, yeah. And where can people connect with you and read more? Stay in touch with your book as that Starts to get closer.
1: On Instagram, I'm at Lindsay Falls, and I have a website. However, you you can sign up for my newsletter there. I haven't sent out too many of them yet, but if you want to do that, you can.
0: Okay, perfect. Well, I appreciate it, Lindsay. Thank you so much. Thank you so
1: much. Have a good day.
0: Thank you. Hey friend, thanks so much for listening. I love that you're here and that you are a part of this community. I wanna ask you to take the next step by leaving a rating and review on iTunes for the show. It helps so much in sharing the show with other moms who need to hear the gospel and need to hear the truth that their motherhood is not the ultimate, their work is not the ultimate and there is grace available to them. So if you would take a second and just leave a awesome, nice review. If you want to, it could even be five stars. I mean, no pressure, but if you would do that, I would just be so appreciative next week. I'm chatting with Liz Griffin, a mom to four and a stroke survivor whose story you will not want to miss. I'll see you back here next Monday. Have a great week.